0: Welcome back to the HR Grapevine podcast, the podcast series that takes an in-depth look at one of the most fascinating, important or divisive HR topics that is making the headlines. I'm Sophie Parrott, editor of my Grapevine magazine, and each week I'll be joined by a different HR journalist as we explore the contemporary practice and most pressing debates in a short podcast. So join me as we properly pick apart what it means to work in the people function. Today, I'm joined again by Kieran Howes, Deputy Editor at Executive Grapevine Digital Media. So welcome back to the podcast, Kieran. I hope you're well, and I'm looking forward to diving into today's topic.
1: Thanks, Soph. Great to be here.
0: But before we do kind of dive in and introduce the topic for this week's episode, what are some of the things that you've been seeing in HR news this week? And I guess some of the stories that you've also been covering as well.
1: Yeah, sure. I mean, as always, it's been a super busy week in HR. Interestingly, we reported that wage growth and job vacancies were at an all-time high. Uh, We also heard how HR could be missing out on a rich candidate pool by ignoring retired or mature workers. And then finally, the thing that I think we're going to be talking about today, I was happy to see that Morrisons are rewarding their staff with an extra day of leave on Boxing Day this year.
0: Yeah, well, I think that definitely brings us in nicely. Thank you, Kim, for introducing this week's topic about Morrisons and I think one thing that's interesting about this obviously we're in the middle of summer in the UK but Christmas essentially came early this week for staff at the supermarket chain Morrisons. We may only be in August at the moment we haven't had Halloween yet however a recent report from the BBC was explaining that all of Morrisons 110,000 workers would be able to take Boxing Day off this year essentially as a thank you for their efforts in helping to keep essential services running amid the coronavirus pandemic. And at the time, a Morrison spokesperson was quoted in the BBC as saying, everyone at Morrison's has worked incredibly hard over the last 18 months as we've responded to the unprecedented challenges of a global pandemic, serving our customers and local communities. And due to this, the spokesperson went on to say that this year they're taking the step of closing all their supermarkets on Boxing Day so that as many colleagues as possible can enjoy a two-day weekend break within the festive period. The Christmas news during the middle of summer may well have attracted HR's attention for that reason. But I do also think the important point to note here is that they are clearly thinking about future ways that they can reward staff for their pandemic efforts. Having said that, though, Morrisons isn't the only organisation to have rewarded staff for their hard efforts in the last 18 months. So, Kieran, can you just talk us through some of the other examples we've seen in the news of how employers and HR have rewarded and recognised their staff
1: members? I sure can, Soph, yeah. So there are numerous examples of firms who have come to realise just how perilous the task of being an essential worker in this time has been. And as such, numerous companies have found ways to thank staff as a result. Morrisons are indeed ahead of the game with festive rewards for 2021. Currently, they seem to be the only supermarket offering the perk, but that may well change as they're joined by others. If last year is actually anything to go by, we actually saw a wealth of businesses adopting similar rewards in 2020. So the likes of ASDA, Aldi, Lidl, and Marks and Spencers, to name just a few, gave their staff the opportunity to take Boxing Day last year as a way of signifying their gratitude for the extreme pressure of working through this time. Taking a different tack, we recently covered the news that Bumble, the dating app, was shutting down the company and giving its employees a whole week off to tackle burnout and reward them for their hard work over the past year. Others, such as Sainsbury's, have offered numerous pay bonuses to frontline staff. Over the course of the pandemic, the chain handed out a total of over £100 million in additional pay to staff. And actually speaking on the issue, Sainsbury's Retail Director, Cloger Moriarty, told Retail Gazette that in the last 12 months, our frontline colleagues have shown outstanding commitment to our customers, and in recognition of everything they have achieved, we're giving them 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 a pay rise plus additional one-off payments. So there are lots of different examples there, some that are relating to Christmas and some that we've just seen around the rest of the year. And it's really encouraging to see that these companies are recognising the hard efforts of the workers who have had to carry on throughout this period.
0: Yes, absolutely. And obviously, I think rewards and recognition is something that will make employees feel valued and they will appreciate that. But aside from it being, I guess, attractive and beneficial to staff, it's also interesting to consider how things like this can also have follow-on benefits for the HR agenda and for the areas of HR's remit that functions tasked with looking after. So I thought I'd just break down some of those just now for you. So the first one really is around employee engagement, which of course is a big part of HR's remit and something that the function have been tasked with. With looking after and maintaining, particularly in the pandemic year when so many people have struggled. And a burst in by Deloitte piece of data, which was reported on mm. by Reward Gateway, essentially connected the dots between employee engagement and I suppose that the benefits that businesses can reap if it is well executed. And it essentially found that in organisations where recognition occurs, they have 14% better employee engagement, productivity and customer service than those without Another point to raise here is around attracting talent into the business, which is, another, of course, another part of HR's role. And it seems as though rewards and recognition can really play a key role in getting the talent that is needed for businesses to function and operate properly. Some stats to kind of back this up, reward gateway data found that 96% of HR leaders agree that employee reward and recognition is critical to attracting and retaining staff. Moving on from attraction and more onto the retention side here, data from psychometrics also found that companies with a recognition culture have a 31% lower turnover, which obviously is really positive and encouraging for workflows and the business in an overall sense. Separately to this, the same 2021 reward gateway study that I referred to earlier also found that in order to manage unwanted turnover levels, employers should consider increasing reward and recognition. So those are just a couple of different ways that reward and recognition can really help the HR function achieve some of the things that it's tasked with looking after. And one good thing I did actually find in some separate data is that it does seem to be seen by the function as something that can help employers drive organisational outcomes and therefore I suppose something which is a high priority on the HR agenda. And some 2019 Reward Gateway research found that 90% of HR workers agree that an effective reward and recognition program helps to drive business results. So, of course, I've just highlighted lots of different ways that reward and recognition can impact and benefit the HR agenda, which I suppose initiatives like Morrison's can really help with achieving. And Of course, it's really good to see that employers are ahead of the game and thinking about not only how they can reward and recognise staff in the here and now, but also what they can do in future. And Kieran, with it being summer, is it too early to be announcing moves like this, or is it something that employers and HR should continuously have at
1: the forefront of their mind? Yeah, it's an interesting question, Soph. Obviously, the Christmas period, the festive period, it's a great time to show staff that you appreciate the hard work that they've put in throughout the year. And, you know, that's what Christmas is kind of all about, really, especially in the workplace. But actually, I I agree with, with what you're saying there that, It really doesn't just have to be about Christmas, especially with the last couple of years being good examples of how throughout the year people are really putting in the effort. And actually, the stats show that most businesses are appreciating that reward plays a really big part in keeping people happy and motivated. And in fact, I was just reading some Gartner research that... Took place earlier this year that said that the majority 68% of organisations have added or increased at least one reward or bonus to help employees during the pandemic period. And it's definitely something that employees respond really well to. And especially in times like this when, you know, recruitment is is a real challenge. 69% of employees would choose one job over another if it offered a good benefits package, according to Willis Towers Watson. And 75% of employees are more likely to stay with their employer because of their employee benefits package. So it's obviously something that really means a lot to employees. You know, being recognised is a real boost. And So it's definitely something that employers should be doing throughout the year.
0: Well, that's some good data there, I suppose, to perhaps support the idea of employers and HR continually thinking about how they can reward and recognise staff. And I suppose it could also showcase that it's never really too early to start thinking about those. Obviously, we did talk through Morrison's, their recent announcement, but we've also showcased some different examples of how other employers have tried to reward and recognise their staff throughout the last 18 months. But unfortunately, that's all we've got time for today. HR Grapevine wouldn't exist without your continued readership and engagement with our content, whether that's our daily newsletters, monthly magazines, webinars, live events, or market leading research papers. So to find out more or to sign up to our daily content newsletter, which showcases solutions and best practice answers to all of your HR issues, please visit hrgrapevine.com.